I, I was just thinking there. I don't know which tea is the best tea. It's not even a question. Yorkshire. The History in Volume and Pals podcast in association with the historycorner.org podcasts, articles, reviews. Greetings. One must not get one's knickers in a twist. <laughs> I propose we call a doctor. <laughs> All the best doctors are dead. I can't remember who's alive and who isn't. It's Comrade Stalin. I'll take it from here. We need to start putting together a plan. How can you run and plot at the same time? We should get Stalin's children here. What are you doing to my father, you jackals? How old are you? I'm old. You're not old! You're not even a person! You're a testicle! Everything's gonna be fine. This is not exactly fine, is it? My father's lying there with his head open. Stalin would have wanted the committee as one. All those in favor. Terry, you unanimously. Rooshed? Not rooshed. Whatever. Not rooshed. Rooshed? Would you stop with this? I want to make a speech at my father's funeral. No, uh, no problem. Uh, technically, yes, but practically. When I said no problem, what I meant was no problem. Ignore me. I'm smiling, but I am very furious. You're the good guy now? You locked up half the nation. Yes, and I'm releasing them. What are you doing? I've been picking out funeral cushions with Slim Hitler over there. Trust no one. Darling, will be loving this. Don't worry. Nobody's gonna get killed, I promise you. I've had nightmares that make more sense than this. You will not take me down! I will not be silent! Like Earl Grey's alright, Earl Grey's alright, I'll give you that, but Yorkshire, <laughs> like, just no question. Okay. I mean, I'm, ge- I'm geographically <laughs> very attached to Yorkshire tea, and I'll probably fight anybody that says it's not the best <laughs> in the world. Get your boxing gloves on. All at the same time, if necessary. Yeah. Firstly, hello again. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. Long time no chat. Yeah, it's, I think this is the longest we've gone without um, doing one of these episodes. It has. Um, for those of you that don't know, I had a throat infection, which I'm still on antibiotics for, so I couldn't talk, which is a, a key part of podcasting. So, um, yeah, I was out of action for a little while. Um, but, Chris, you've been busy with your um, your uni work as well, haven't you? So. Yeah, so my, my life kind of ramped up in the last week. I've gone back to full-time work. Um, uni's picking up and, uh, and yeah, and trying to keep up with uh, 
with all my uh, extra bits, it's uh, it's been pretty full on. Yeah, it's intense, isn't it? It's intense, mm. but it's fun. At least we yes. we enjoy doing it. So that is cool. So welcome back. Nice to speak to you again. Likewise. Um Jackson, hello and welcome. Hey, <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right, yeah man. Just just getting on third year stuff. So yeah. Um, awesome. So tell me, uh, well I know already, but tell the listeners yeah. what you study at uni and what you've currently kind of been up to. Yeah, so uh, I'm a third year BA history student at the University of Chichester. Um, and basically every day I sit down at my desk and just cry over my dissertation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is which is really fun. And then I'm all online. But yeah, it's it's good fun and I just, just recently started up History of Jackson. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into it and I'm, I'm I'm glad that you've you've had me on the show, really. So thanks. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. You're very present on social media. I thought I was the social media king, but I think you're you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna beat me to it one day. I think. Um, oh no, complete flip. Like my personal, I haven't posted for over a year. Oh no, really? So. I've um, the, the 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 difference between mine and yours though is that you do a lot of videos, and um, I've got more of a face for radio. So um, <laughs> if you want, if you want someone. Um, uh, nice to look at while they're talking about history. Please do follow history at history with Jackson. So, I and don't he, even have to listen, guys. No, just look at him. That's <laughs> fine. Um, Jackson has a really cool last name as well. Um, it's Dutch, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Van Uden, which means of Uden. Is it? See, I've been saying Uden. Uden. Like most people say, Uden. I've been called Van Nuden at the hospital as well. So it's. Have you, been, really have you been called Van Helsink yet? Not yet, that's the new one, but right. I'll, I'll probably take that one. So Jackson Van Helsink is now your new name. We've christened that today. <laughs> Copyright Ollie Green on the podcast. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about your uh, Dutch last name. We are here to talk about the death of Stalin. So the movie um, that was released in 2017. Um the Death of Starling, at a cost of £2.49 to rent this from Amazon Prime, we are talking about is it worth it? So, would you both like a synopsis? Yes. Yeah. That is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, when tyrannical director Joseph Stalin dies in 1953, his parasitic cronies square off in a frantic power struggle to become the next Soviet leader. As they bumble, brawl, and backstab their way to the top, the question remains, who is actually running the government? So, uh, before we get into details, overall, what do we think of this film? Chris, I'll start with you. I mean, I struggle to find things wrong with this film from a sit-down-and-watch-something point of view. I absolutely love it. I think it's so funny. <laughs> it's just, just thinking about how funny it is, uh, makes me laugh. I, I absolutely love this film. Good. Jackson? Yeah, I absolutely love this. Like, same, same as Chris, really. Uh, as a comedy, I absolutely love it. As someone who's studied it, there's a few holes in it, but I absolutely mm. love it as in terms of a comedy. Yeah. I mean, the the, the there's obviously some factual uh, errors in there, mm. um, but yeah. what historical film doesn't have um, errors in it in, in some sort of form or another. It's, it's kind of a spoof, isn't it, of, of what happened when Joseph Stalin died. So um, 
in the uh, in the Soviet Union, um, a big powerful um, organization. Um, this is kind of like a mockery of actually on the like internally, like it's a bit chaotic. Um, which is probably like it is in all politics, really. They have this sort of strong sort of uh, face on the outside, but inside it's uh, it's chaos. So, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a play on, on what happened after Stalin died. So and we're going to go through kind of scene by scene. Um, uh, so it, it starts in a music hall um, when a concert is being broadcast live on the radio. Um, the broadcast operator gets a phone call instructing him to call back in exactly 17 minutes, um, <laughs> which is very precise. But I think that's kind of put in there for, for like the, the, the dictatorship kind of um, level of it. Like it has to be 17 minutes and, 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 and you, if you don't, then, then bad things are going to happen. So um, a hint that Stalin himself is listening to the broadcast uh, when the radio broadcaster calls back. Um, Stalin answers the phone uh, and he insists on having a recording of the concert. However, the broadcast has not been recorded. It's only been broadcast live. So, Jackson, what are we thinking about this scene? Yeah, for me, it really like highlighted how scared people were. It's that whole thing. It's like, well, was it, was it 17 minutes from when he hung up or 17 minutes from when he called? And all that <laughs> stuff. It's like, oh, no, like... And the other guy just saying, well, no, you, you were on the phone. You were the one talking. It's kind of that whole thing, well, don't kill me. He was the one who messed up. Mm. He was <laughs> the one who didn't call you back kind of thing. So I yeah. find that really quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it, it set, for, for, for me, it set the tone quite well of just how insane this whole concept was. Um, and it is it is a spoof sort of version of it, but... Um, People, you've got to remember this is actually an American-British-made film, so it's it's coming from that kind of perspective. Um, like Chris, what did you think of the the beginning? Yeah, I think I think you've kind of you briefly mentioned it at the end. There, it's a very very British. I think the film in general is very British humour, mm. um, but I think that the sense of panic um, that is still still comes across as comedy. Um, is is really really nicely captured in this film. I know, um, and Jake, um, Jackson will probably be able to add some more context to this. But I know this um, this scene itself didn't necessarily happen in the way it is portrayed. But um, I know this there was a concert in the late nineteen forties um, where the pianist um, Maria Udina, um, who was Stalin's favorite pianist, um, he did request a recording of it. And they'd all gone home, and they had to get them back, and they had to get a a another uh, conductor to come out, and so it's very very. Um, it's not exactly true to life in the scene itself, but things like this did happen. Mm. And as much as it's funny, it does show like like you two both said the sheer terror that um, the Stalinist regime um, kind of put out there. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Jackson, if you want to come back on that at all, that's feel free. Yeah, it's like kind of the, <laughs> in terms of like the music and stuff. There was only like a select amount of music which was allowed across uh, across Soviet Union. So to have something such as Mozart playing was quite important because it's one of those things that was allowed to be played. But to actually have Stalin requesting a copy and then having to go around to try and get everyone back in 
and everyone else just going with it as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll sit back down, you know. We'll, well, we don't want to die, so we'll do it. And mm-hmm. trying to find another composure and stuff. Yeah. It just kind of highlights <laughs> the pure terror that people had. Yeah. You know, the, the, that whole thing was like, I'm going to die if I don't do it, so I'll do it. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no question in it, really. Like, in the movie, we just see everyone sit back down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the only real issue I have with this film from the outset is the accents are just all over the place. Like, no one even attempts to do, like, Russian speak at all or Georgian speak or or whatever. It's very much like, I am from Yorkshire. I am from the south of England. I am from California. Like, there's there's no disguise in, in people's accents. But then I guess that kind of adds to why it's funny. I was just going to say, I think I was going to bring this up later, that I actually really like that nobody attempts a Russian accent. Um, I think if anybody has watched uh, Chernobyl, um, I think it came out last year. I don't know. I've, my time's all over the place with lockdown. The horror film? No, the um, Amazon Prime miniseries. Oh, no, um, I've not. But I love oh anything to do with Chernobyl. Get that watched. I don't yeah, know if well, either of you have watched it, but... Again, yeah, in that, now. oh my God, I can't believe neither of you have seen it. It's literally one of the best <laughs> things I've ever watched on TV. Do we need um, to review that at some point? I mean, absolutely. If it's an excuse to watch it again, it, it honestly, <laughs> one of the best things I've ever watched. But in that, they make a point of picking regional accents from the UK or, you know, anglicised accents to um, signify um, kind of Soviet accents okay i.e the uh, coal miners have very broad accents and things like that and i think this film doesn't do it necessarily like that but i like the fact that you know stalin is a cockney um and things like that i think it's i think it adds quite a lot of um character to it mm. it's really interesting as well that you mention accents because um obviously in the in the uk you only have to drive like two minutes up the road and people speak differently to to one another which is insane because it's such a small yeah i mean there's what there's three hours between us um and there's a million different different. yeah Mm. there's a million different accents between us jackson where are you originally from uh, I was born in Nottingham, but I've kind of been raised in the Midlands. I can tell. In... Yeah, I could that as well. That makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. And... So I've got the us, like I call my mum my mum. But oh my else, God, yeah, that makes bit... so much sense now. So my sister-in-law is from Nottingham as well, and I very much recognised that accent. But to... like you, when, when you look at sort of Russia and Siberia and, 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 and the... Um, the Soviet Union as a, as a whole, you just see how, how vast that sort of part of the world yeah, was. Thing, like, people, people tend to forget that like Russia's not just like Moscow and everything down on the east of Europe. It mm. goes right across to China and it's quite close to Japan at points. Yeah. It's, there's only the Bering Strait separating it from Alaska. Mm. Well, Alaska was Russian, wasn't it, for a, a long time? Yeah. Um, which, again, people don't... Because you look at a map, don't you, and you've got, like, obviously, depending on where you live, but here we've got, like, the UK in the middle, and then uh, it kind of ends sort of with Australia to to the far right-hand side at the bottom, and then you've got America to the far left. But actually, we're on a globe, so it goes round. So, actually, um, Japan and, uh, like, California are not that far from each other. (laughs) So it's... It's just we don't see that on a map. 
when you're looking at it face sort of value. Mm. Um, anyway, I digress. Jackson, if you haven't realised, yeah. <laughs> we do digress a lot on this podcast, so just go with yeah, it. That's fine. <laughs> that's just... fine. I'm all happy with that. Yeah, wonderful. So we've got this um, chaotic scene with um, them all recording uh, this this show again. Uh, one of the um, one of the ladies. What does she play? Is she the singer? I can't remember. Uh, pianist. She's a pianist. So she initially yeah. refuses, doesn't she? Or she's she's very much. Um, anti-Stalin, um, yeah. reluctantly does it. And you kind of know that something's going to sort of... She, she's going to be like a main sort of thread in the, in the, in the film. Um, but anyway, they, they, they record it and they get it done just in time. And, 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 and while this is all going on, you get sort of snippets of um, Soviet soldiers kind of going into people's houses and rounding people up and... and, and and um, trying to just get in the the, the sense of, of actually what what really did happen. Um, people were sort of pushed around and told what to do. And if they were told to leave their home at this time, then you did it. <laughs> um, if you didn't want to get to get killed. But again, I think we need to remember that this is a very westernised version of events. Um, uh, with the Soviet Union. Um, Jackson and I are actually going to do an episode on Stalin very soon um, where we'll go into a bit more details of what really happened. I mean, the research has been fascinating for me anyway. Um, loads of stuff that I didn't know. Um, and without causing any uh, offence to anyone, Stalin was really handsome when he was younger. <laughs> so, um, if yeah, any... was a good look. Yeah, yeah. He was also a nutcase, but he was um, a good-looking nutcase. That's the point. Yeah. He was nice to look at. <laughs> I would have joined. No, I'm joking. <laughs> like, just turned up. Come on, okay, <laughs> let's go. Um, anyway, my diverse life comes into the podcast <laughs> yet again. So after that scene, um, we are quite early on. Um, the the record is delivered, and uh, he drops down dead <laughs> in his office when he's alone. Um, initially, it looks like he's had a heart attack, but his actual cause of death was um, uh, was cerebral hemorrhaging um, and poisoning. So, and that was in 1953. So what did you think of that scene when he sort of popped his clogs? Yeah, I think the scene itself is is good. To me, again, with his accent, he strikes me as like a bit of a mob boss in this mm. film. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, put the record or like that. Um, <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a bit how he read that, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it's good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I like it. And obviously the... And not to give too much away um, for the film, spoilers, Stalin dies in this one. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, the, he, gets, he gets the note um, from um, Maria Udina, and which she did send him a note um, in real life, not to the, to the, uh, the, the colourful language that she used in the, in the one as he's listening to the record and then he dies. I think the thing that I really like about this scene is the guards that are stood outside. Obviously, you hear the body hit the floor but the two guards just look at each other and then just carry on because he's 
already told them, don't disturb me tonight, you know. Or don't disturb me tonight. Like <laughs> um, I might keep doing that. I've, Should I've we just change accents? Shall I just do yours and you just do a like, southern... Hold on, let, yeah, let me see if I can do it. Like... <laughs> right, I'm just going to read a bit of my script now. So Stalin is moved. No. <laughs> is that really rubbish? No, 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 it's good. I mean, I sound like a bad Harry Redknapp, so don't worry. Right, I'm going to do the next section after this in a Yorkshire accent. Flag Clebpard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she sent him a note. Well, that was your cue there. Yeah. That was... <laughs> I don't know why it's such a pause there. Um, yeah, well, I, obviously. I, in this bit, go on. I found it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, go for it, mate. I found it like, quite, in, quite interesting that, like, 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 like you said about the guards, it's again that whole fear that if I walk in, well, I'm going to get shot in the morning. And lo and behold, they do get shot anyway without encroaching or anything that we're going to talk about in the future. But that whole, like, it's just the whole fear that's just evident throughout the whole beginning of the movie. Yeah. Mm. I found really interesting. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a comical take on it again, isn't it? Um, this is not a heavy film for anyone who wants to watch it. It's no. not, it's actually uh, quite a nice introduction into the death of Stalin. Um, if you don't want anything too heavy and you don't want to read all the massive literature that's around, um, it's quite good to sort of, Entry Get, point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Stalin is now lying on the floor. Um, we are not 100% sure if he's dead or not. Um, and then this sort of bumbling mess of, of chaos kind of happens. Like, no one seems to know what to do. Um, everyone's scared of Stalin, but they they don't know. Should they call him a doctor? Like, is this protocol? Like, are people allowed to to touch Stalin, like, is that a thing? Um, his his men kind of all turn up one by one um, and there's, like, a few comical scenes in not knowing what to do next. Um, Stalin is then moved from his office into his bedroom, but in a really funny way, like, they're, they're picking him up and his limbs are falling all over the place. And it's Yeah, it's just a bit chaotic um, at this point. Um, what... What do you think of this bit, Jackson? Um, I quite, I quite. It kind of shows the because I'm a really, I, I love the Politburo stuff. It kind of shows that kind of hierarchy, but it's also showing the what kind of foreshadowing the division between Khrushchev and uh, and Beria. Mm. And I really like the portrayal of Beria actually, mm. um, of being this scheming, kind of murderous henchman. Really, I really quite like that. Um, I think it's Steve Buscemi as well with Khrushchev. Mm. You can, they bounce off each other really well yeah. in showing the division and the rivalry between them. Yeah. And then you get all the old guard coming in who kind of show this this dedication to Stalin and the way they're coming in, they're crying, they're falling over themselves. It just really shows how big of a figure Stalin actually was mm. Now in love they were. Or it's kind of like, well, if he can still hear, I'm still going to preach this love because I don't want to get shot either. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I agree. I think this is where the film gets really, really funny for me. It's very carry-on um, in a very good way. Um, oh, I it think is. Yeah, you're right. They've cast this film so well, it's unbelievable. Um, we've already mentioned um, Steve Buscemi and Simon Russell Beale, who plays, uh, plays Beria. 
Um, I think the he's not even a hidden gem, but for me, as a fan of Arrested Development, um, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, who plays uh, Georgi Malenkov, he's just just the way he carries himself in the in this opening scene where he's, he's already had his hair done and like yeah, where he's where he's crying over the death of Stalin. Oh, he's irreplaceable. And then he's like, but I mu-, essentially he's like, but I must replace him. And then um, Steve Buscemi is just like, I thought he was irreplaceable. Or Beria, sorry, is like, I thought he was irreplaceable. And he's like, well, yeah, but he's also might be dead. So I just think the scene is so funny. The characters, um, obviously, unlike Jackson, I'm not the the biggest um, um, Soviet Union nut. So I'm I'm going back to A level history for a lot of for a lot of this, but. Um, I think they do a really good job. I think, like you said, Beria is is portrayed as this slimy um, kind of scheming um, agent of terror. And, and from what I know, Beria was arguably worse than Stalin for a lot of um, for a lot of the thirties uh, and forties. Um, but yeah, I, I just think this just sets the film up to just you just literally laugh for about two hours straight. Well, I did anyway. Maybe I'm really sadistic. And The Death of Stalin is a horrible film that I've just completely misread. No, no. You're talking to the most sadistic person in the world here. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's it's a really, uh, it's a really odd film. That, like, I mean that in the best sort of context. It's, it's, it's not, you wouldn't put these two subjects together. You wouldn't put comedy and Stalin together. Mm. Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um but again, yeah, it works really, really well. And if you've got a spare £2.49, you can rent it from Amazon Prime. Um, Please sponsor us, Amazon Prime. I know, <laughs> oh, this is true. But the thing is, if I mention people's names enough, then hopefully they'll... Um, they'll <laughs> Amazon, well, Amazon, 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 Amazon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So after this, so, so Stalin's children are uh, involved um, and all the doctors are summoned... Um, Stalin wakes up briefly, pointing in the direction, like direction of a painting <laughs> of a lamb. Though this, this to me, this was the funniest part of the the, the film because he's pointing at this lamb picture, and Stalin's men are all like trying to work out kind of what he means, and they're like referencing. Um, uh, oh, the 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 flock of the shepherd and really bizarre sort of concepts of of what Stalin actually means. Um, it yeah, again, I I mean, I found that quite funny. I don't know if 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 you did. I I want to say it's it's true, but it's not. So, um, oh, it might have been. Who knows? Um, I was I not in the room. Might have been. Really. Yeah, I think that part, I, I, I read it in The Court of the Red Tsar by Simon Seabag Monte Furian. I think he mentioned that bit in there. So that bit was quite... Jackson, quite that has made my day now. I didn't know that that was real. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. How great I, is that? I like when they're talking about the, the lamb and the milk in the photo. And, and Malenkov says, maybe he's the milk. And then uh, Khrushchev says, maybe you're the tit. And I just find that <laughs> yeah. really... There's just so much British humour laced into this. Whether it's intentional or not, I just think it hits a note with me personally that I just find so funny. Again, when um, when Khrushchev says to Malenkov, have you had your hair embalmed? I don't know why that makes... Yeah. That just tickled me so much. And there's some more lines later on, um, especially with uh, Vasily, Stalin's son. There's <laughs> just some of the stuff he comes out <laughs> with is so funny. I, I just... 
I can't. I was watching last night in prep for this. I was just watching um, funny moments from this film, and it's like the full film. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, after this bizarre lamb scene that I now know is true, and I I love that. Um, Stalin is pronounced dead and all of his stuff is uh, removed from his home very quickly. It was all like, right, right, go, go, go. Like, what's what's next? Um, There's this scene where he has uh, a a stash of lookalikes um, and they're all they're all dismissed because obviously they, they're not needed anymore um, because Stalin's dead and why would he need uh, like doppelgangers like people that look like him why why would he need that um, so again rather rather comical um, uh, there's also a scene where where the ministers are gathered um, this is kind of after this, so they're kind of gathered in a... I'm not entirely sure where it's meant to be. Um, it looks like some sort of winter palace of some description or, or something, a government building. But I instantly recognised it when they started filming inside, and it's actually filmed in Rest Park in Bedfordshire, which is not far from me. So as soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, they're not in Russia, they're in Bedfordshire. And... <laughs> How disappointing. Um, yeah, because I was, I was brought up around there and I, I used to go in there alone. So I, I instantly saw it and I was like, oh, for God's sake, that's not Russia. That's not Moscow. That's Bedfordshire. So anyway, that was my little uh, my little uh, dig, I guess, at that, at that film. I've only had two so far, The Accents and Rest Park. Although Rest Park is a very beautiful place. Um, and if English Heritage would like to sponsor me, then please do. <laughs> English um, heritage, English heritage, English heritage. There you go. I'm just going to yeah. keep repeating these names so just one day. Hashtag it. That's what I'm here for today. Hashtag That's all it. I'm here for. Advertising manager. That's, That's me. Yeah. Does that mean I have to pay you? <laughs> I'll put it on my LinkedIn. You can. I mean, if that's on the cards. If I had, if I <laughs> if I had money, Chris, I would pay you. But alas. Um, I was going to say, we live in a capitalist capitalist society, which is quite apt for uh, talking about the death of Stalin. But um, I digress yet again. So we are at the part where um, word starts to reach people that Stalin is dead. OK, so there's a scene um, of, a, of a group of men that are lined up and they're, they're getting shot in the head for whatever reason. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but as the news kind of reaches the executioner, he like shoots one person and then just stops because they were Stalin's orders. And now Stalin's dead. He doesn't need to carry them out anymore. So um, the lines are very blurred between. I mean, that's quite a serious scene. People are getting shot in the head, but then it's delivered in quite a funny way. Um so what are your thoughts on that then, Jackson? Yeah, I mean, um, like the whole gulag system was pretty pretty horrible, but the way he's just gone down the line and then the guy who's looked like the guy who managed to stay alive just saved like just saved by the bell really. Mm. I found it so funny where he's just looked down at the other body yeah. and then looked at the rest of them and they just kind of walked off. They're like, Oh, okay, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Yep. Mad. And then <laughs> I'm all good, you know. Yeah. What about what about you, Chris? Yeah, I think in a and again in another like slapstick way, I think it encapsulates the whole terror mentality of of Stalinist Soviet Union. 
in the sense that he would he just had essentially quotas to fill on on executions and imprisonments and I like the fact that they keep going back to the lists throughout the film that like everybody has a list with each other on it and it just depends who's in favor like what lists get kind of published and acted on um obviously this is a comedy but there are some like you know fairly dark moments in it and this is definitely one of them mm. but um again it's done in a way that is just so comedy mm. um okay i've just... got a question for both of you do do you think it sort of by doing a film like this and and sort of making a bit of a uh, a joke out of what was happening to people do you think it's um dishonoring the people that died by any means or do you think it should be taken with a pinch of salt i i wouldn't well, say like, it's distasteful no. personally um it's the same with uh, jojo rabbit if people have seen that which is that an excellent film everything. absolutely That's amazing hilarious. film it's so funny and yet it touches on a lot of really important points as well. Um, I think satire and comedy is a great way to express things that aren't necessarily the most comedy things um, in in their kind of organic state, mm. you know, like the death of Stalin, arguably one of the most evil men in history, whether you believe that or not, you know, that I think it's kind of up for debate, but eh, not really. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think it's great. And especially this film, I can't talk for all films like this. I don't think it takes away from the memory of the, you know, tens of millions of, of Russian, uh, men, women, and children that were, that were murdered on the, on the orders of Stalin. Mm. What about you, Jackson? Yeah. I mean, I've read the piece by Richard Overy and he was like, well, it's kind of doing a disservice to memory. Like it does kind of downplay how many people died mm. and you wouldn't have done one thing that kind of sticks out for me is you wouldn't have done a similar movie about the Holocaust, but because of the way, because the Soviet Union joined the allies at the end of the world war, like end of world mm. war two, it's kind of okay to do it really. Mm. It's kind of like, well, they were the good guys for a time. So we can do it. Like we can take the mick out of Churchill. We can take the mick out of Roosevelt. Yeah. So we can take the mick out of Stalin. But when it looks at like, some of the bad things that the Nazis did, you know, they're, they're kind of not on a par just because of what happened in the World War. Mm. But I think it's the best way to approach it and best pe- way to let people learn about it, really. Mm. Yeah, and if it's an entry level, as I said, into the real story, then actually that's nothing but a good thing. Um, I um, I very much agree with ev- everything you've kind of just said. Um, again, as well, I think if you are talking... Let's take Jojo Rabbit, for example. So if you're talking about Hitler and and, and uh, the Nazi party as a whole and, and, and sort of the, the, the awful things that happened not that long ago, let's be honest, it wasn't that long ago, um, in the grand scheme of things, then actually putting a bit of humour to it actually discredits their power. Do you know what I mean? I think it mm. sort of, it makes them look... Yeah, not, stupid. Yeah, exactly. It makes them look like idiots. Um, yeah. And you're, you're not giving them the, the the sort of legacy of fear. You're giving them the, oh, well, you're a bit of an idiot. Like, let's all, let's all shame you kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, Hitler, I mean, Hitler's always been sort of taking the mickey out of, even in the, the war. I mean, if you look at any of the satire yeah. um, press... It's always and you've got that song, haven't you? Hitler's only got one ball and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. It's just 
taking the piss out of someone who thinks they're like very mighty and, and tough. So actually, comedy, comedy is a good way, I think, of, of of sort of discrediting someone who wanted to be remembered as a a fear mongering person. I think. Yeah, I think I, th- I definitely agree with that. Like mm. you look at like that. The, the, your last image of Stalin really in this is him clutching over holding his chest and then he's wet himself kind of thing mm. so no one's like oh look at all the lists and all the murders that he's done at the beginning of the movie they're just like oh he kissed himself yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so um yeah i, th- I think it's really a really interesting way to there, there's so many ways to look at history um and i try and uh try and look at them from all different sort of ways there's a time to be serious and there's time mm. not to be yeah, so yeah. Um, life is a scary place at the moment. I think it's important that we still um, have a laugh, basically. Um, so moving on from that, the, um, the, the funeral preparations begin for <laughs> Stalin's funeral. And these are the, some of the ridiculous conversations that I had with the detail of the red satin. Like, should it be smooth? Should it be, like, ruffled? Like... And it just—it's just ridiculous. It's like these these men that are meant to be the most powerful men um, in the Soviet Union are um, just bumbling idiots who can't make a decision because um, their their great leader isn't there anymore. So, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? Um, but yeah, some of the conversations here are really funny. I don't know what you felt about that, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I think the funeral scene in general is is kind of the maybe the centerpiece of this film, and it introduces my favourite character, um, which is uh, Field Marshal uh, Zhukov, mm. played marvelously by Jason Isaacs with yeah. an incredibly thick Yorkshire accent. I just think his ent- the the way he plays Zhukov is just amazing. It's just so effortlessly funny. Every other word's the F-bomb. It's great. It's just so good. And, like, the... Um, obviously, you've, you've mentioned the ruffled, no ruffled, ruffled, no ruffled, um, with the with the curtains or whatever they are. And then, then you've got uh, Malenkov having his portrait done, and it's like, is it with chiseled cheekbones, without chiseled cheekbones? And it's like, it, it kind of parodies itself later on in the film. And you've got the two... Um, it's... I think it's... Um, is it Malenkov... And Khrushchev, who are moving in the fu- in the actual funeral itself, and it's like we'll make it look like part of the ceremony, and they're like moving around each other to talk to other people while they're still plotting and they're still scheming, and they're all trying to get Beria um, kicked out essentially from from this point onwards in the film. I, I just think it's it's just great. Yeah. What What about you, Jackson? I I actually really like the bit with the um, the bishops walking in. Yeah. Yes. Like they're all just like. <laughs> Because they're all communists, they don't agree with it. So they're just like, what, what, why are they here? And they're all trying to blame each other. It's all kind of like that jostling for position between Barry and Khrushchev is quite interesting. And Malenkov's like doing nothing. He's just like, oh no, don't, don't give me orders. And yet he goes and does exactly what Khrushchev <laughs> tells him to do. He goes and does exactly what Barry tells him to do. I find it quite funny. Yeah. Probably one of the more... And Vasily, um, like Stalin's son, Throughout that whole <laughs> funeral period, it's just absolutely hilarious. I think he's one of my favourites in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's agreed. just so utterly bonkers, isn't it? Like, like his sort of self sense of entitlement, and that's my father. And what are you doing? Like, it's um, 
yeah, it's very bizarre. Whereas his daughter is, it seems to be a bit more reserved. Um, I don't know what their characters were like in real life. I've not got there in my research yet, but I'm sure I will get there. Um, I can imagine his actual funeral, though, was quite well organised, um, at least from the the people of the Soviet Union's uh, like perspective. Um, I don't know if you know any more about that, Jackson. Yeah, so the bit where the the people are getting shot by the NKVD um, is actually a recreation of what happened in East Germany in '53. Um, the deaths that actually happened in Moscow at Stalin's funeral were actually people just getting trampled by other people through mm. grief. So the, the regime always maintained that it was like a hundred and something people died uh, at the funeral. However, um, I think I read that they were hiding. It was probably thousands of people got trampled to death throughout the funeral. So it's the whole the whole grief, like that cult of personality, and the like. People had the reliance on Stalin. Mm. just shows through like people are literally walking through crying that the man who's been terrorizing them and murdering their parents and murdering their friends for the past 20 odd years they're still crying over him mm. so i found mm. that quite interesting throughout yeah absolutely and 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 stalin's body in the film lays in wait for three days so people can come and see him um and the public cry for their leader is is obviously there um i I've probably mentioned this in, in other podcasts. Obviously, Stalin died in, in 53, so so quite a while ago. But I um, know a lot of uh, Eastern Europeans who actually were brought up under um, the Soviet Union. Um, uh, and it's really interesting to sort of speak to them about their parents and their legacy and what it was actually like for people that were there on the east rather than the west. So, I mean, I, I, again, I'll explore that a bit more in our, in our episode, Jackson. But, yeah, it is, it's really interesting that there's always two sides to every story, or maybe three or four. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, um, I mean, in real life, he was mourned, as you said, um, by a lot of people, um, and even to this day in in Moscow, there is uh, there's statues, there's flowers, um, a lot. <laughs> I was speaking to uh, Elliot from uh, a different podcast, um, Anthology of Heroes, and he was saying that when he visited um, Russia, uh, there was there was still a lot of Soviet Union statues and still a lot of of grief for Stalin so although this is quite a funny film it's really interesting that 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 sort of that legacy is kind of there still um I mean I don't know what you guys think about that one thing is like quite like quite interesting is that Stalin was put on display uh his body was preserved like Lenin's is currently um but after Khrushchev did uh his secret speech to the Communist Party's Congress, uh, Congress in '56, uh, a whole period of destalinization happened, mm. and Stalin's body was actually taken off display and buried within the wall of the Kremlin okay. uh, to kind of go, you know, that was actually a terrible period in our history. So we're just gonna we're just gonna get rid of it and we're gonna undo all those reforms because we just don't want to have a part in that. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. What about you, Chris? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the de-Stalinization is it's a bit murky, I think, mm. if you look at it now. I think opinions obviously change throughout, throughout the 20, 20th and 21st century. Um, but it's, yeah, I think, again, the film does a very, good of, a very good job of taking a very, very serious situation that has, you know, widespread um, effects and boiling it down to simple conversations with, between people um, but yeah, the, the funeral scene in general, it, it, you know, like you've alluded to, it just shows the grandeur of the Soviet Union and the cult of personality surrounding Stalin. I think it does a, a, a wonderful job of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this, this film kind of uh, is, is set in a, in a relatively short period of time. And I mean this in the nicest possible way. Like, not much happens. It is Stalin dies, Stalin's funeral the end <laughs> kind of yeah. in a way um but i quite like that i quite like that they've not tried to overdo it or they've not tried to get too much in there um for for me it's a it's a really good way of getting people in introduced to a that style of film uh, and b um that topic really mm. um so if we were to pick individually a favourite scene, what would we go for? I'm going to start with Jackson first. Oh, uh, no pressure. I actually, <laughs> I, yeah, I actually really like the um, the the ice hockey uh, ice hockey. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, I missed that out completely. Do you want to explain what happens there? That's quite funny. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, it didn't actually happen in the same time period. It happened a lot earlier. Um, but Vasily Stalin was supposed to be in charge of the Soviet Union's hockey team. And they died. So they'd had a crash. And the majority of the team had died, bar the star player, Bobrov. Um, and he's just trying to build up this team. But he's with the whole denial that the plane crash happened, he's trying to maintain it as the same team, telling the managers to shut up or he'll kill them or he'll have them killed if they mention anything. Um, and then various stooges kind of turn up to take him to, to Stalin as he's dying. And he's like, <laughs> no, it's the same thing. No plane crash. Nothing, nothing happened. Soviet planes like, don't crash. Happened? Yeah. <laughs> I just found the whole, the whole scene, even him <laughs> skating onto the ice just to try and coach him when he clearly... Is drunk as hell mm. and has no idea what he's doing. Just absolute comical. Do you know that just reminded me of? I watched a program uh, with Michael Palin in North Korea, and he was. Uh, they were talking about people sort of being hungry, and so so the concept of, of communism is that wealth is distributed equally amongst anyone so you will contribute as much as you can but no one will kind of be above anyone else with wealth and and all that kind of stuff so a standard of living whether it be high or low is consistent that's the idea but what michael Palin was trying to say in north korea is um so are, are people hungry here are are, are 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 people more well off are people more powerful um, everything that we associate with uh, capitalism and uh, his tour guide was very much like, well, no, people people are not hungry here. Like, mm. it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And people are... 
we kind of get the impression that that's not true. Um, Michael Palin was obviously very closely watched when he was in North Korea, obviously a communist country. Um, uh, yeah, so it's quite interesting how you say, well, well, Soviet Union planes don't crash. It's like, well, people here are never hungry. It's like, well, yeah. they are. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're not, you're not sort of telling the world that. So yeah, that's, that's a really interesting comparison for me. What about you, Chris? What's your favourite scene? Yeah. Uh, I mean, ironically, Michael Palin plays Molotov in this film and he does a really good job of that. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, yeah my my favourite scene is also a Vasily-based scene. Um, it is when they are taking Stalin's brain out. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they have all the young doctors, because all of the experienced Jewish doctors have been killed previously by Stalin, who thought there was a Zionist plot to have him uh, poisoned and killed. Um So they have all these young doctors and Stalin's head is just open on this table and Vasily bursts in and he's like, what are you doing to my father? Leave his brain alone. And then he looks at one of the doctors and says, how old are you? And he goes, "Um, old. And it's just the funniest thing. (laughs) And then he turns to the other guy who they've definitely cast this poor bloke to look as ill as humanly possible and he's like, you're not even a man, you're a testicle. <laughs> and it's just so, like, off the... They do this really great way of, like... It's all, like, off-the-cuff comments. Obviously, it's all scripted, it's the film, but it all seems very much like what you would say in real life. Like, obviously, this absolute lunatic has just walked in, and he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm old. It's just a completely logical response, and I don't want to go any further into this film because I, w- I would like people to just watch the end of this film and, and just enjoy what happens, or yeah. not enjoy, actually. It's quite... It's quite visceral. But, um, yeah, I think any scene with Vasily and any scene with Vasily and Zhukov in are, are just the best. Oh, when brilliant. Zhukov punches him in the gut and he's like, bloody long time coming, or something with some profanity in there. <laughs> when, it, when he's very level-headed sister, uh, Svetlana, which is a really hard name to say, uh, comes out and he's like, what's going on? I just think it's just so well done between, between all the characters. They just play off against each other so much. I've already mentioned Malenkov a few times, and I just find um, Jeffrey Tambor's playing of Malenkov so funny. If anybody has watched Arrested Development, you know how funny this dude is when it comes to playing imbeciles. And this film is a perfect example. It's just the same character he plays in Arrested Development. He just plays Malenkov. Absolutely perfectly. I think he was yeah. described as like a nervous person, and the whole time it's like the like the corset and everything. Everything's just perfectly Malenkov from what I've read, and I just absolutely love his portrayal of it. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny if you don't know kind of what he's he's about. It's a spoof of it, of, of everyone in this film. Um, the the scene that you were talking about, Chris, is actually on the trailer, so that will be mm. at the beginning of this. Um, episode so yeah if if people wondered why we're talking about um testicles oh it's so funny that's why. Watch it over and over again <laughs> how old are you um old i don't know why that is so funny to me <laughs> that's what i have it's to say so these good because <laughs> the, the poor doctor is just terrified um yeah. old <laughs> yeah i mean i do that daily does it earlier yes oh, yeah she does actually yeah yeah, no, you're right. You're right, absolutely. So, what would we give this film out of 10? So, 10 being the best, 1 being 
the worst. I mean, I think, Chris, you describe what's what's zero. Is that Robin Hood? Yeah, Robin Hood. Russell Crowe's Robin Hood is my forever zero. Okay. But you've just stolen my joke. Oh, uh, just do it now. Pretend I never said anything. So I was going to give it my rating and then say I can't give it 10 because that's Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Uh, even though obviously it's like literally the fucking worst film I've ever watched in my life. So next week we will be reviewing Russell Crowe. I'm not Crow's. reviewing that film. <laughs> I refuse to review that film. Um, okay, so <laughs> out, of, out of 10... Uh, Chris, what would you give this film? I mean, I can only give it... I can give it no less than a nine. The only reason, genuinely, I wouldn't give it a ten is just because it just happens to not be one of my favourite... Like, it's just not my favourite film. Mm. Like, Pulp Fiction gets a ten because it's Pulp Fiction. Mm. But if there's a film that's close to it, this is on there. This is a 9.5 for me, easy. Well, you heard it here first. (laughs) Jackson, what about you? Uh, oh, d- due to the sheer like comedy of it and the fact that I was pretty much laughing for the, the whole movie, I'd probably give it like an eight or a nine, probably close to a nine. The only thing kind of inhibit- inhibiting it for me is for someone who's read it all um, mm. and done the research and so on, it, it doesn't happen that mm. quickly. It happens over a period yeah. of like three months and it's incredibly frustrating for me. It's like read, like watching a movie that's been taken from a book and they miss out bits. For oh, me. That's much of the day, so, isn't like, it? Oh, no. so irritating. Yeah. I'm like, no, that should be there. No, he wasn't there kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, probably probably a nine as well. Uh, not quite Vice. I think Vice is probably my favourite. It's like <laughs> political, um, historical movie. But, yeah, probably up there is a nine. Amazing. You, Before I go on to that, Chris, did you just mention Match of the Day on my show? I did, sorry, yeah. Forbidden. Forbidden. Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Absolutely forbidden. (laughs) On a Sunday morning, right, I like to watch the Andrew Marr show because I'm old now and I can do that. Um, But Match of the Day's on before it. And as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) It's um, cracking Match of the Day. It's great. No, it needs to get out. It's the death of Stalin of football. It's all the bits you need, but none of the bits you don't. No. Banned. If I if I was the leader of the Soviet Union, the first thing I would do is ban match of the day. That's what would happen. Um, anyway, moving on. So what would I give this film out of 10? So I'm not going to go as high as you guys because I feel like there's a lot of other oh. films that I prefer. Um, and it's not because this isn't good. It's just because there's better ones out there. So I'm going to go for a 7. <gasps> Um, yeah, yeah, it's still two above the middle point, so mm, controversial. It's the gulag for you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And the the new presenter of the History (laughs) Emporium of Powers podcast (laughs) is uh Chris Riley because Ollie is dead. (laughs) Um, the death of Ollie Green. I'm actually writing, um, so I'm going to plug myself here because I can. Um, so I've, I've just started up a new project uh, called Macabre Bones, which is basically me writing short stories uh, about all things horrific and horrible and all the warped things that go on in my mind that are not history related. I feel like I should put sort of pen to paper. So I'm just working on, on, on one now. It's taking me longer than, than I thought, but um, 
I work full time, I've been ill and I do this podcast and I write stuff. So it's been quite stressful. Um, but yeah, they, one of, one of the titles that I'm going to write is, uh, who killed Ollie Green. So just putting that out there. So if anyone wants to know how I die, I'm going to write it. And I want it to happen this way. <laughs> so oh, wow. yeah. Very, very macabre, very on brand. Fantastic, fantastic foreshadowing as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If you if you were allowed to know how you were going to die, would you would you choose to know? Absolutely no. not. Would you not? Oh, I'd have to know. No, no because imagine if it was like um, I don't know, guitar related injury. I would I would throw all of my guitars out and I would never listen to music ever again just to avoid it. Nah, but if you, you knew I mean? when it was going to happen, then you could just be absolutely insanely bizarre. Mm, I mean, I am anyway. machine injury. Well, <laughs> I can't sew now. Mm, yeah, I case. can't imagine that's the, the height of your issues. Do you have a sewing machine? Uh, that's what I do full time. I'm a, I'm a tailor. I'm not a tailor. I wish I had a <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I had that skill. But no, no, I don't. sew. I used to. So we used to run a, uh, a day center for adults with learning disabilities and there was a sewing club there and the the lady who was sort of the sewer she she left and she moved on to do something else so i was just like yeah i can do that i can take over it be fine it was not fine (laughs) it was really hard (laughs) um i could do pillows that was about it because they were square um anything more fancy than that nah definitely not definitely not so back to 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 stalin the death of stalin so we have a a nine a eight or a nine and a seven. So I would say overall, that's quite a successful review. Mm. Um, yeah. I would say. Um, what kind of films do you feel like are related to this? Because uh, it's definitely got a style, hasn't it? So you've mentioned mm. Carry On Films. It's It's got that kind of style about it. Um, would you say there's anything uh, similar to this that is... Um, worth a watch as well. I mean, Jojo Rabbit for me would be the film that closely kind of Mm. goes along the same lines. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit's fantastic. It's Um, so good, yeah. The thick of it. I think parts of it are very the thick of it. And Mm. I know the the creator of this movie did Veep, which is kind of like the American version, but yeah, some of it were very, some of it was very the thick of it for me. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. There's loads of if you if you sort of watch these things on these streaming services, they kind of give you suggestions anyway, don't they? Of of, of films. Yeah. So, um, the death of Starling, uh, we recommend it. <laughs> Basically, mm. that is uh, right, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, we recommend watching uh, the death of Starling with uh, Yorkshire tea. That's what we Always. do. Mm, yeah, hundred percent Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's that time of the show where you can promote the shiz out of everything that you do. So I'm going to start with you, Chris, because you've got some new, exciting projects on the on the cards. If you haven't had enough to do, recently. I do. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, feel free use use your platform. Mm. So yeah, as usual, you can follow me at Chris Riley underscore on Instagram, um, and also you can follow. Uh, my website, uh, thehistorycorner.org, um, on Instagram, at uh, historycorner um, blog. I always forget that bit. Um, where we will post all our articles, reviews, things like that, um, with links to the website. 
Um, in terms of new projects, um, I am really, really, really proud and really pleased to be part of the Historians magazine, um, which is run by Rosie, and where you, you can find her at History with Rosie on Instagram, um, who's actually going to be on this podcast um, shortly, where we're going to discuss um, briefly what's going on in the magazine. I'm not going to give too much away. Um, and we're going to have a real good chat about that. Um, I am the features coordinator on that, so it's uh, it's an absolute honour to work with such um, such wonderful people who I've met exclusively, pretty much through Instagram. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's all uh, it's all coming up Millhouse at the moment. Amazing. What about you, Jackson? Yeah, so I'm kind of new to the community for you guys who don't know me. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at History with Jackson. Um, on YouTube at the same and my website is www.historyofjackson.co.uk um, on all of them you can kind of see my, my history videos where I, I teach or teach you guys about specific historical events in very concise categorised kind of ways so it's easy to digest um, and then on my Instagram I kind of just take pictures of my dissertation and talk to you guys on my stories so yeah follow me on all of those if you really want to um, I don't have a lot else to plug because I've just joined, uh, but I've, I've really appreciated you having me on the podcast. So, yeah, thank you. No, it's been amazing, and um, you've got some really cool T-shirts, haven't you? Which I want. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently wearing my grey T-shirt at the moment. How? Um, if there's nothing, yeah. I was. How many of it? How many colours? How many shades do they come in? So at the moment they're not up. I was just trying to get um, trying to get interest. I'm currently. I've currently got a like a beigey brown kind of hoodie uh my bright ass pink jumper which i absolutely love and a gray t-shirt if people people have an interest in them we can definitely look at sorting some out for everyone because you know who doesn't want my name plastered all over them this is true um i i think you should change your uh your tagline to what i tagged you in the post the other day yeah um what i can't remember what it was if you like if you like history and you like Jackson, follow history at Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's definitely best tagline of ad. It just says it is what it is on the tin. It is what it says on the says what it is on the tin. I can't talk, clearly. Um, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I would really recommend uh, checking uh, Jackson's workout. So Jackson, uh, you kind of specialise in dictators and um, uh, sort of yeah. modern, modern history. Um which is great. Uh, it's something that I sort of touch on sometimes, but I don't know huge amounts about. So, yeah, I feel like the community has, has, has been really supportive of, of everyone. Mm. And, and when kind of I, I started, they were they were supportive to me as well. So, yeah, I think it's it's really important to sort of spread the word and, and, and kind of um, uh, share each other's platforms. So, yeah, no, I'm really excited exactly. that you've joined the community jackson and yeah. as i said you've you've got a face for tv whereas i've got a face for radio yeah. so um yeah, dan jones what's that dan jones chris I will, is I, I will not have dan jones name dragged through the mud he is chris has got a man crush on dan yeah, jones yeah i love dan jones dan if you're listening hello um, please sponsor us please be my friend <laughs> be my mentor give me all your books that i don't currently own like, yeah I did a, tweet him the other day, but he's he wasn't in, he didn't reply. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, I'll just pr- the, the, with with Twitter, like I go through phases, so I use it loads, and then I just like, Ugh, no. I mean, I'm an Instagram whore, 
Same. Um, yeah. And now that I've got this new yeah. fancy program that does all these logos and stuff, I'm just like churning stuff out. <laughs> Have you noticed? I've <laughs> I, noticed. I am obsessed. Um, but I've been ill and I've not been able to talk, so it's um, it's my way of still letting you know that I'm not dead um, just yet. So. On that note, talking of the death of Starling and the death of Ollie Green, we're going to leave it. But thank you so much for for joining me, guys. And I thank hope you. that we can yeah, we can do this again. Us. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And we, uh, Jackson and I, will be back shortly with a, um, a history on Stalin, the man himself. So I'm covering uh, the young Stalin, whereas Jackson is covering the later years. So so I'm researching that at the moment, and we will get that out. ASAP, but for now we will chat to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Right.